This episode of Speakers of Heidelin is made possible by our generous patrons. Special thanks to our supreme and master speakers Omechi Cat Comet, Erisu Yamakawa, Sirka Barrackhill, Remy Asalia, Arcadia Lunashine, Alex Franco AV, Casey Schaefer, Asuta Starbreeze, Cletus Oreo, Nina Grimstotter, Nat Clay, Lily Black, AJ Brainswordson, Bob Cece, Mikta Rabentau, Faris Jantoru, Sapa Chakwatol, Edwin, Umbral Wind, Quick Levin, Winebow Brood, Pamela Isley, Camille Grino, Face On Masher, Elenriel Maximus, Code Red No, Mira Miri, Bay Barbale, Suno Chicano, Celesto Noitrell, Lazy Boy, Abaga Dragonite, Luke Osborne, Pandalu Storm Arrow, Tex, Yowie Wowie, Kylin, and Chibi Duo. Support the show and become a patron today at patreon.com slash speakersxiv. Thank you. This is Speakers of Good evening, Aorcians. Welcome to Speakers of Heidelin, episode 257. I'm Lukiel Bravestone, and I'm joined today by Georgi Wiston, Rollo Des, and Mela Vanadar. Hello. Hello. We're back again. Hello. We're back again. It's Saturday, everyone. Uh, all right. Uh, episode 257. You to say it's Saturday, babies. Cut <laughs> <That was laughs> yeah. yourself off. I, I, I was going to say Saturday, baby. Uh, it's episode 257, July 31st, 2021. It's the last day of July. That's right. Oh, my God. We're halfway through 2021. We're over halfway. We're, We're about to enter, yeah. enter this, the eighth month. This year's almost over. Ah, uh, the financial year is over. I hope you submitted your taxes, everyone. Mm. <laughs> you, Yeah, a lot of people just went... <laughs> uh, all right um main topics today make it rain 2021 uh we'll give our review we're supposed to give that yes sorry yesterday week <laughs> last week yesterday uh, week <laughs> last week uh we forgot so we'll do it today uh and we'll be reading a couple of articles about 14s <sighs> yeah i know this is the third episode that we talk about 14s popularity but what can you do when you're a community podcast and the community and the game you are covering the com wait and the game you can do this <laughs> in which the community is tied to is experiencing explosive growth we have to cover that okay. uh so we will i uh, will also be reading mogmail speakersxiv.com Slash Mogmail. Stay tuned for the post show. We'll be answering questions from the syndicate. And we'll be watching our minimum eye level run of Doma Castle. First person, wow. three man. Um, that's it. That's the show. Hope you are ready to enjoy that. Let's jump into recent uh, events. Yes, and make it rain. A new event 
Um, much better. Much better. What's happening down there? <laughs> the headphones fucked up, money. I fixed it, and then it got worse. And then I tried to fix it, and then it just... I just washed my hair, and it's... Uh-huh. It's a mess. Okay, it's fine. I, uh, okay. <laughs> Mo remember, Rolo, most people aren't even watching the stream right now. <laughs> Come on, tap back. Look, look at Well, look now they us. are. Everyone look, who's like look. watching this on demand or just having it on the background is like, mm, I need to go check now. Look at Rolo's hair. Mm. Uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> all right. And so I go away. I'm camera shy. <laughs> uh, okay, so Make It Rain uh, 2021. Uh, it has uh, happened. It's still going on. How much is left? A week? Uh, what's the eighth or uh, less than a week? I think it finishes on to Monday, doesn't it? Oh, okay. So by the time this is on up on YouTube, oh, it's the eleventh. It goes on another week. I thought it yeah. was only. Oh no! Okay, okay. I was thinking 11th. about um eleventh, <laughs> and which it will be replaced by the um, rising. Uh, okay, so uh, no, Does it go no, sorry, other way rising. around. No. No, no, sorry. I thought no. I was thinking about the summer event. Does it get replaced? Yeah, Moonfire Fair follow, and then it's the rising. Is, is but there's go probably a gap between. There's going to be a gap. Sorry, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah I thought there was the a rising. gap first. I thought we were further into the year than we are, uh, even though mm. we are very far into the year. Um, stressful. Uh, okay, so make it rain. Uh, the event itself. I mean, there's not much to say about it other than more MGP. And mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people in the gold saucer. Um, yeah. Getting cues for gold, gold saucer gates. Yes. Yeah. Um, but then the quest, uh, which uh, uh, I hope you've done the quest because we're going to talk about it now. Uh, I mean, the big spoilers. There's spoilers for this mm -hmm. quest, so make sure you've done it. Otherwise, uh, you know what? Should we, you know what? Let's make it safe. Uh,. I'm going to turn on the spoiler alarm so that you can have our visual on and then come back uh, if you haven't done the quest. Yeah. All right. God. Did it, did it bonk? Yeah, it bonked. Yeah, it bonked us. Right. Um, For anyone watching, Lakeel chose to do this because he needed to change his headphones' batteries. <laughs> Okay, uh, right. So uh, the quest. Um, you, you, I think Georgi we wanted a quest like this, like the one, the first one we got. Yes, uh, which was a detective uh, quest. I've been waiting for this since the first one. I was like, oh, oh set the. Ooh. Forgot to do that. <laughs> it set such a high precedent for future Make It Rain events, and almost every year since then, I feel like I've been disappointed. Mm -hmm. Not this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So let's go let's go through it. So the story goes something's miss something's been stolen from the gold saucer. Um, yes. It is uh it's a an Emperor Sabatender horn. Yes. The mount. The big mount. Um and they uh, the brass blades, they've sort of detained a suspect, uh the person who was in charge of that uh that the place that counter they're right? on the mini cat yeah. yeah yeah tables yeah uh however uh they claim to be innocent and uh roland i think is like no is it roland no 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 roland's not yeah him. yeah roland is the the <laughs> the uh the guy with the drip yeah uh, he's yeah. the guy with the the big like jojo hat yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 
uh, he's not entirely convinced that uh, it's the case, uh, and mm -hmm. the, um, you are um, you are asked to do, to do some detective work by I don't remember mm. the quest NPC's name, but um, just Bunny Ellison Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, that, that's his name. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you uh, you are now tasked with going around asking for asking people or like asking around and then trying to piece this uh, mystery together and figure out who the real culprit is. This has a lot of endings, apparently. Not a lot, but more than one. Three or four? <laughs> yeah. Four? Well, I've heard this elusive yeah. four, uh, but I don't know. I have not seen any information I, about it. Maybe just three. I wouldn't even know how you get these other endings. I. It seems so... Well... Unless you just... So... I don't know. The, the quest is... I I got the full I got the what I guess is called the good ending where you get like by mis by pure chance because I did I walked around uh and I asked people around and one of the first people I talked to was the guy at the entrance hall um which like it's like the blabbering something <laughs> and he said <laughs> some shit and it wasn't really relevant and I'm like okay moving on uh and then I had talked to everyone, I think, and I I went back to the entrance hall just to look for something else. And then I just I forgot, kind of forgot that I'd spoken to that guard, so I spoke to him again. And now he said something else, and I'm like, oh shit, this is conditional. Like it is, uh, yeah. If mm -hmm. you do this in a certain order, they'll give you more information. So I I got like obsessed with that. So I just kept talking. Like I spent a lot of time just talking to a random people in different order just to like get all of the information. Uh, and that opens up all of those extra uh, answers during the uh, the final scene, mm -hmm. um, which uh, if you do all of them, you learn that you know there's there's this whole story. So if you don't do this correctly, you lose out on a huge amount of like story that is being told at the end. Because if you yeah. don't, if you don't do it perfectly. Um, it kind of cuts off early, and that's it. But you can always do it again, of course. So you can. Re this is a repeatable quest. Um, yeah. But There's like nuance to it. Yeah. Like you can think it's one thing, but if you get everything, you'll realize that it's actually something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So essentially, what happened was that someone stole um, someone's uniform. Um, posed as a uh, gold saucer employee uh, mm -hmm. while behind the counter stole the horn and got away, essentially. That's, that's the crime. Uh, but the person who did it is someone... Is, a, is the twin brother of a brass blade... This is complicated. It's <laughs> the twin brother of a brass blades officer uh, and... Not only that, but they had like swapped places uh, so that the brother who was not a Brass Blades officer put on the Brass Blades uniform. Yeah. And the actual Brass Blades officer took, put on the Gold Saucer uniform and committed the crime. Because yeah. they have a third brother who... <laughs> who, who is that very... That made clear to me. <laughs> who is very ill yeah. uh, and... All they wanted was to ride that mount. mount. 
And so they stole it for him. But they didn't initially want to live a life of crime. The twin, who's not a brass blade, was going to the gold saucer very regularly yes. and earning a lot of MGP. Yeah. yeah. And that's how we found out there was a twin. Mm -hmm. But they didn't manage to make enough money in a short enough time, and he was so close to dying <laughs> yes. or whatever mm -hmm. that they decided to, do, to, to steal it. Yeah. He's still dying, by the way. He's that's still dying, not changed. But oh, yeah, they, they don't cure him. There's a bit of a good ending because, I mean, he's broken the law, so... Uh, the accused, like the 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 one that they detained, is like, no, 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 don't go so hard on them, because uh, he knows he has a similar backstory. It turns out he was uh, was he Alamin? He was a criminal in he he, he, he had a sick mother, right? In Uldar, and he just one time, I think he lost his job in Uldar or something. Oh, so that's he... what it was. Yeah stole a, a bit of bread or something for his mother and yeah. got caught and then he Roland offered him a job. He stole a ring. Oh, sorry, yeah, a ring. From Roland? Yes. No, from no, Godbert. From Godbert? Yeah, God, it's, it's yeah, very he stole Godbert's ring and then Godbert gave him a job Yeah. at the Gold Saucer, which he, you know, that's very him. And then, uh, God, then he, uh, Godbert comes in and he's like, hello, I am wearing... Sorry, oh, yeah, just pants. pants, like my my underwear, as I do, uh, and he's like, I, I'm Godbert. You can get the horn for free uh, if you've worked for me. <laughs> so it's like, if you, uh, if I, and obviously he's on the syndicate, so mm -hmm, the true. brass blades serve the syndicate. So he's like, I will give them community service. They will serve at the gold saucer. So uh, the one twin is like. At the frontisserie, I think, um, to to like help children. He dresses up in a as a situation as their brother. Sabatender or something. Yeah, dressing up as a sabatender, and the other one escorts children to the gold saucer to That's show them clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a soap opera level of yeah. just <laughs> complexity and twin brother absurdness. Yep. Yeah, it's fun though. I loved it. It was fun. Yeah, mm. and um... so I never redid it. I only ever got the medium ending, the one where you uh, get the guy uh, uh, free. He doesn't get accused of the crime because there's not enough evidence. But I didn't, uh, wasn't able to find. Well, I wasn't able to have enough proof for the real culprit. Oh, okay. What? Ha so the, they. So just... who did you accuse? It's, the, the it law? doesn't let you accuse anyone oh. if you get the medium ending. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. So they just walk free then? Or they do they still mm. arrest the other guy? No, they don't arrest anyone because there's no because uh, you don't have enough evidence to point the point out who the real culprit is. Oh. Okay, I see. Okay. And you see the little evil detective Conan Shadow Man in the background too. If you if oh. you uh get the evil ending, he's like, hey, yeah. yeah, I've I've gotten away with it too. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you know that 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 black character like just oh. silhouette. It's just the, you, it's the man like a mannequin with eyes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like the Hildebrand which, one. Which doesn't make any sense because it's a full size person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's not a long film, but whatever. <laughs> I guess I'd give it away. It, yeah. It also makes less sense because, like, it implies, like, a certain degree of sinisterness, which is missing from the ultimate yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's, yeah, that's what they conclude, I guess, that it was sinister. Mm. But I, uh, I don't know. 
probably the only thing that kind of annoyed me about the event is that I don't think you can get the good ending unless you have every piece of evidence, right? Right, no. Because yeah. I... Because if I got to the point where it's like, okay, it's the twin. Everyone's talking about the twin. Yeah. They're talking about how they didn't mm-hmm. respond to his name, his nickname. Mm-hmm. So he has a twin, right? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I, I think I've spoken to everybody. I did this on launch day. So <laughs> yeah. people were swarming everywhere. So it was hard to see the NPCs. Um, so I, I thought I spoke to all of them. And then you go to the thing and then you just fucking flounder about. Yeah. And yeah. You know, can't really answer correctly it's it's super annoying the only one i missed was the fucking guard on the right beneath the like the the rogadin guard mm. and all he tells you we haven't found it yet right yeah like i i get it i need to get everything but for that but... you need to say but have you found you know if you've got the culprit where is yeah, the horn the or whatever horn? yeah yeah that's what that unlocks that, that, it's yeah mm. but Crimes go unpunished in Aosia, so <laughs> just commit crimes. Well, they were sentenced to community service. Yeah, very kind punishment, I guess. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it wasn't that big. I mean, no, they... it was. Uh, I mean, it's it's just the most expensive amount, pretty much, you can get. Yeah, but they never the got it out of the gold saucer. Excuse me, I think there are a hundred million gill mounts in this game. True. Well, that is true. That's true. That's true. I wonder I'll how much that'd be an MGP that. though. Also, also MGP isn't like currency in that sense. It's not. No, yeah, it's like um, to a certain scripts. extent. Yeah. Uh, like and and could you could argue that the the cactuar mount is invaluable, has mm. as in it has no value. True. That is true. true. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, just like another version of Rowena. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, yes, it's work, boys. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, overall, I think this is a much better quest than the quests we've had like the past two, two, three mm-hmm. years. I yeah. don't remember how long we've had make it rain. Well, there was you the... normally just do nothing. Yeah, yeah. there's like a little sabotender one, which was that was cute. The... Uh, cute. Yeah, it was the guy that wanted to become a sabotender. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was fun, and I like that they at least, I mean, you can fuck it up, right? But you can keep doing this quest infinitely, so yeah. you can try to get it perfect. And if you want a non-spoilery hint, if you somehow desire that and have gone to this part of the podcast... Are we, <laughs> well, let me remove the spoiler okay. tag. Oh, okay. We're done talking about spoilers now. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. If... Well, welcome back from the spoilers. There's no spoilers here, <laughs> but I will say if you want a hint as to when you've you've done it mm. in the event, mm. it, there's a pop-up text saying you've gotten all the clues. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yes, yeah. so and that is helpful. That's, so that's mm-hmm. just expect that. Yeah. Okay. I think the only other disappointing thing about the Maker Rain event is there's no NPCs in the gold saucer that I've found. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Like, oh, like just walking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's weird. Shame. It's weird that they did, just didn't recycle the ones that they already had as well. Like, just... yeah, I feel like they do that most years. They they're, they're usually the same dialogue. No, they, they are, are actually. They're are they very rarely always... are the oh, same. Yeah. That's mm. true because they yeah. The, the sometimes has, have they added like expansion characters like when they add next... expansion. Yeah, characters, they often but... add expansion characters. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the same people often say the same things, but I guess not. I haven't really paid that much attention to them, but now that they're gone, I've they've been they're very. I miss them. Their absence is noticeable now. Uh, I want to see Chloe and Zoe playing the slots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what slot machines? Oh. Yeah, we don't. The know. Um, bomb toss. 
<laughs> strange that we don't have that, but maybe that's too close to like. It's, it's that's gambling. Gambling. Yeah. Yeah. It's just gambling. <laughs> so they can't. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's move on to uh, to some other weird. <laughs> this is weird. Uh, the sage job icon has been um, changed. Uh, mm-hmm. I will just. This is so funny. I I thought the sage icon was interesting for other reasons because it kind of looked, you know, suggestive. If you're <laughs> if you have a, a mind like mine, uh, but the uh, apparently um, a lot of people didn't like it for uh, another reason. Uh, I will read the uh, note from Yoshida posted on the Lodestone. Hello, everyone. This is producer and director Naoki Yoshida. I'd like to begin by thanking you for your cooperation during the congestion and outages we've been experiencing these recent weeks on North American and European worlds. While the last weekend saw some worlds maxed out with their long login numbers, we're now able to keep things running at the upper limits. In order to maintain an enjoyable play experience, uh, we'll continue working to improve the server environment, keeping a close eye on logins while optimizing our systems. Um, regarding the Sage job icon, now then... I'd like to share some news regarding the icon for the new Sage job, which was recently revealed on the Endwalker special site. When we released new details for Sage and Reaper on the special site, we also included their icons, not thinking that they were particularly big reveals. However, we soon received feedback from players all over the world who told us that the Sage icon made them feel um, made them uncomfortable or fearful. This version is known as trypophobia, and those who have it feel disgust and fear when they see clusters of small holes or bumps. The severity of the reaction varies between people, and what triggers it in, so uh, in some may not do so in others. But regardless of such differences, you have given us your earnest feedback, and there is still time to change things. Considering also the fact that job icons are prominently visible in the game and that they also appear on merchandise, we've made the decision to redesign the Sage icon. The design concept is unchanged, with the icon being based on the four uh, newliths which form the sage, Sage's armament. The holes in the original design were added for detail, but they ended up appearing as a cluster. To address the problem, new icons reduces the holes while accentuating the design concept. Now, comparisons will, will inevitably be made, and some of you may prefer the original. But we believe that that designs like this are things that grow on you as well... Sorry, what? That grow on you as you play the job, and ask for your understanding as we head into Endwalker. That's all for me. As always, thanks for your continued support, and please keep enjoying the game. Naoki Yoshida, Final Fantasy XIV producer and director. Yeah. I don't like either of the new job icons that much anyway. I don't, you know... Just say you want to change it. Yeah. <laughs> this is such a weird... It kind of looks a bit I... more dynamic. The other one was more oh, rigid. Apparently, apparently there was like a hundred page discussion on the Japanese uh, forums about this. So mm -hmm. it's not... It wasn't a... You can't say it was like a small number of people that were discussing this. Oh, I mean... I mean, I don't like looking at holes as well. Yeah, same. And, you know, like... <laughs> well, like, you know... Well... It, why don't I believe you? <laughs> well, like you know, I think hard. everyone, <laughs> I think everyone experiences that kind of like dread or something when they see like those little lotus pod flowers, right? Or... I think everyone does. 
Really? No, that is that's trypophobia, Rollo. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, the uh, so there you go. Uh, Sage icon updated. We got a brand new, better, better looking icon. Um, mm. The thing. Update that, Reaper. This. What, what do you? Make it look good. This is the worst one. It sucks. It's not the worst one. I don't. I thought the Reaper one was cool when I when it was first revealed. What's the circle supposed to be? Yeah, the circle know. is a bit weird. It doesn't make sense. Is it like supposed to represent like your soul? I think it's supposed to be the avatar like, thing that you summon, right? Yeah. Reaper icon sucks. Mm. I was a bit. I thought it was funny that the scythe points down, like they're actually mm. like in the field, like they're yeah. they're using their farmers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe the circle is just a big sheaf of wheat. Mm. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, Encyclopedia Eorsia is back Ooh. on the European and North American stores. Uh, what about the Australian store? Let's hear from okay? the Australian. <laughs> let's see here. Let's see. Uh, there's the list of. Uh, no, there is nothing for sale oh, on the damn. Australian store. Mm. Sorry, everyone. That's that is. Absolutely nothing, actually. That is, uh, there is <laughs> That's an empty website there is with no all the header, UI. There is nothing. I don't know. There's no button to click. It's just an Australian flag and a tiny, <laughs> tiny gift in the top left. <laughs> That's it. All right. Well, we'll check back on the Australian store next week. We'll oh my God! You really have nothing. <laughs> you can get Final Fantasy XIV and Trials of Mana. Wow, what a yeah, collection, I get dude. I can get digital versions of games, Rollo. Not even physical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. All right, anyways, for, for the European and North American stores, so, well, we only have the European price, but it's 43 euros, so I'm assuming 36-ish, 7-ish dollars US. On the uh, North American store, I don't know what the dollar you... Uh, 39.99, I think it is. Oh, it's 39? Or... Okay, yeah, yeah. I think something like okay. that. Um, also, yeah. it is also available on Amazon. So, yes, Australians, you can obtain it that way. Yes, you can. Uh, that's get also it from there. That apparently Don't also goes for, for Canadians as well. So, uh, get it, get it from Amazon if you can. Uh, and for Nordics, good news: uh, free shipping. Free <gasps> wow. shipping. It's uh, it's untracked, but. You know, it's excellent, mysterious. Yeah, <laughs> but it is free, and that's a gift up here. Um, I'll take it. Not the case in the states. It's a very expensive shipping. Incredibly uh, cheap, track by American here. standards. Mm. At least. <laughs> it's like, like seven dollars. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, get on Amazon. It's cheaper. Sorry. Yeah, get on Amazon. Uh, all right. Uh, speaking of lore. Um. Ishikawa posted a tweet uh, revealing something um, about how MSQ is going to be told. Or, no, sorry. Um, sort of revealing the future past 6.0, I guess. Um, this is from February of this year? This is from February, apparently, yes. Uh, in the new series, this is a quote, uh, in the new series from 6.1, I want my juniors to do what they like to, they like to their heart's content. So it's my job to finish telling the story of stars and life to the end and send everyone to a new story. I would appreciate it if you could join us. So... Uh, I hope she still supervises. Yeah. 
she's she's handing it over to her juniors. That's that's nice. Uh, but yeah, she's uh, probably been supervising. A similar yeah. thing happened with my hero to Ishikawa from a realm reborn to right. now. True, yeah. true, 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 true. Um, and Soken slowly took over the music. Yeah, well, in a way, Soken took over Certainly. from a realm reborn. <laughs> There, yeah, was, there was no, but... there was it was Im- immediate, <laughs> but he did that in one Like in one he he slowly yeah. took more control. Yeah, uh, he he made some tracks for one I think for new content. So yeah, um, she, she, he definitely made some tracks for one Yeah, because yeah, I remember uh, the Umatsu, soundtrack listing. Umatsu never made anything past the original ones that he. No, made no, no. But no, he only made have... nothing with the context of the game. <laughs> No, true. Or so they did him dirty for in 1.0. Uh, okay. Well, there you go. That's uh, that's uh, what we can expect. Uh, 6.1 complete. That's that's exciting because not only are we like ending, you know, the how many years has it has it has it been? Decade. Yeah, yeah. It has been. It's been more than that. It's been 11 years since the story mm-hmm. started. Um, and it ends, and now we get like a new story by a new writing team, like a new. There will be a new lead well, writer, right? A new lead, but it probably not necessarily a new writing team. Well, we don't know, but I mean, what you think they're going to like completely? Uh, I mean, rotate if, if, through. If they were ever going to do it, wouldn't this be the time, the perfect time? I mean, it would be, but I think that's such a. And that would be such an unusual decision for any company to make. That's true. Um, I just don't know how much work the juniors are doing right now in fourteen. Like, do they do side? Like, do they do all the side quests? I mean, I would have to assume that they do side quests and possibly entire arcs. Because remember, Ishikawa did the did the whole Azim step arc mm-hmm. in um, like mm-hmm. Stormblood. Like, my hero wasn't so- the sole writer even beforehand right. and i doubt ishikawa is the sole writer now no that's true that's true yeah uh well exciting either way um it was still waiting to know like I, I i want to know how the story is going to be told if there's going to be a new long arc or if it's going to be a one-year arc <laughs> or per patch arc uh or sorry per yeah per patch arc that's what 11 oh, is, right? imagine that yeah oh per patch arc yeah it is possible. Imagine just having like, well, you would get more than five quests per patch, obviously, but you would have like, you know, twenty quests, and that's a that's its own contained story. You can still link the stories per patch. You can still have them like lead into each other, but eh, there's many ways happen. to solve this. You know, yeah, I want to yeah. help a lady like with her laundry for a patch. Yeah, what if an entire patch <laughs> is just dedicated to like one person, a one person story, and then you follow that? And that's the end after the patch. I don't know. Uh, and then they can have like a B plot brewing in the background and then that pays off at the final patch mm-hmm. of the expansion. There's That's one way of solving it, other than having like this big overarching thing going, which is what we've, what we're used to. Um, per patch arc is kind of, yeah, that's kind of what 2.x was. Yeah, right? 2.x is kind of like that until you reach 2.3, 4? 3. 2.3 is Heroes of Eorzea. That's when the Crystal Braves start to come into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's kind of just dicking around until (laughs) before that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. Well, there you go. That's uh, a little look uh, into the future. Um, Not so distant future anymore. 
We are getting very close. We're entering August now, which means mm -hmm. we're only like... It is August already here. That's true, God. which means it's like three months uh, until End Walker hits. Yeah. Well, three months and 14 days. Or whatever. Closer to or the end of it. 23 days. Yeah, closer to four, actually, because it's like the end of November. Oh, well, yeah. it's close. It's close. Um, <clears throat> right. Let's jump into the main story. We keep growing. And uh, more and more news outlets are uh, picking this up. Uh, Polygon being one of them. Um, and they have a very intriguing article that I think we can discuss. Uh, it's a headline, Final Fantasy XIV nails the most important part of starting a new MMO. And this might be the recipe that uh, has helped XIV. Let's see. Uh, starting a new MMO is one of the most daunting things a video game player can do. Make games like Final Fantasy XIV have massive, sprawling worlds filled with hundreds of hours worth of quests and more systems than 10 AAA games put together. So shepherding a player through their first 10 hours and reminding them that this game is worth their time is key to a good experience. But nothing incentivizes a player to stick with an MMO than seeing the cool shit you can unlock as you level up. And nothing does that quite as well as Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think you should swear in journalism. No, I don't either. I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> it's Polygon. They yeah, can, it's Polygon. They can, no, they can do whatever they want. Oh, are you saying that it's barely journalism? <laughs> Is that the point you're making? <laughs> like, I don't think that's right. It's video game journalism. Sometimes they can do that. You can, you can say pee-pee-poo-poo -poo in your yeah. article about a Doom yeah. 74 or you, whatever. There are literally articles mm. like, this game has booba. Let's look at the boobas no wonder. from this game. <laughs> Uh, old people don't take us seriously. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But one day, Georgi, we're going to be the we'll old people. We'll be the people. old people. <laughs> <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll be like, I'm reading this video game article. There's not a single booba in it. This is not video game journalism. <laughs> they didn't uh, even say milkies. <laughs> <We're>, Are you <laughs> suggesting that we're going to become more puritanical? <laughs> No, we're gonna be. We're gonna be. Where's the copper? We're gonna be the new. We're gonna be the new like old people. So we want yeah. more booba. Well, we want big millies yeah. in the. How are we meant to know if you're telling a what, joke or you... not? If you don't put a capper at the end. Right, right. We I want big milkies. And then everyone, yes, because everyone grows tired of our, us talking about booba all the time. That's yeah, they change to something that's new. That's how that works. Young people always well, then do that's the opposite why feel... of what their elders do. They'll talk yeah, about so flossing or something. You are, yeah. you're, so then you are saying that we're going to become more puritanical as Yeah, society. but everyone does, yeah, yeah, but they yeah. don't it's think cyclical. Like, they well, do. So they'll be like, oh, oh, ew, uh, my father keeps talking about the booba. I yeah. don't want to see Booba, <laughs> and then there everything is boring. Uh, yeah, we'll be cringe to the kids. <laughs> what Let's a move on. <laughs> what a future. Care not for the the <laughs> amount that this word is being used. <laughs> we have built up our Booba in a podcast. <laughs> oh God. Whew, we are not a professional podcast, so don't no. even try to, to yeah. put that on us, chat. <laughs> uh, like many, I'm a long-time World of Warcraft player who finally decided to give Final Fantasy XIV an honest shot. I started making the jump to Final Fantasy XIV before the state of California sued... Oh, <laughs> no. Why <laughs> uh -oh. drop that in? Uh-oh. You can't get away from it. 
You're always, I mean, all video game journalists, are, well, not just video game journalism, internet journalism in general, always link to other articles on their websites. Yeah, that's, that's, true. Paid. that's true. Well, I'll read the line. Uh, I started making the jump to 14 before the state of California sued Activision Blizzard for sexual harassment and misconduct in the workplace. But the recent legal action certainly hasn't made me eager to dive back into World of Warcraft uh, full time. Okay. Um, it was a state? I didn't even realize it was a yeah, state it was either. A state. Yeah. Yes, it's state. really detailed wow. and very in-depth. Mm -hmm. It's a horrible read. Yes. Yes. Uh, even as an MMO veteran, diving into something like Final Fantasy XIV is daunting. I may have the language to understand it and the experience to know what YouTube videos, hobbyist websites, and experienced friends will be... Huh? to know that YouTube videos, hobbyist websites, and experienced friends will be my greatest tools, but there's still so much to absorb. Those first hobbyist 10... websites? You know, hobbyist websites. You know, novacristanis.com slash ff14. Probably slash sites guys. like like Hunt know. Path or like... Would you call Nova Cristalis a hobbyist website? No, I don't know. May, uh, may I like think that's such an interest... and Garland tools and stuff. Probably that's such like an that. interesting choice of words. I would have just said websites. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I'm like, look, I'm, I'm just imagining like stamps, like... No, I, I yeah, it's just to distinguish them that these are web like just... specific site tools for fourteen. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Model railways. Yeah, model well. railways. Oh, so you're, <laughs> no. you're, only, you're only thinking about stamps because you feel guilty about not taking oh, your yeah. grandfather's sorry, stamps. Grandpa. You should take them. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, those first ten to twenty levels are so crucial for every MMO as it needs to carefully carry players like me as well as complete newbies through overwhelming tutorials and single ability combat. It's the easiest mm. time to quit, but Final Fantasy XIV runs you through a variety of capital cities just to show you what you're in for. And the spectacle is enough to keep anyone excited. True. Yeah, that's true. There's not much mm -hmm. downtime in the earlier Ram Reborn, so yeah, I guess that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they throw you into three dungeons in, like, very rapid speed. Yeah, they yeah. Do, yeah. Um, you could argue that those dungeons are essentially the same dungeons reskinned because they are. There's nothing happening in them, but yeah, they they do get. That's you exciting the first dungeons. time yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. Despite not being much of a mount collector or glamour player in MMOs, uh, I still appreciate cool-looking collectibles and cool stuff is never far from your eye in Final Fantasy XIV. In the capital cities, there are giant crystals and characters dressed to the nines. Some players are max level, wearing shiny sets of armor. Others are still leveling like me, but have silly cosmetics on, like a chocobo helmet. Or nothing at all. <laughs> when I first mm. stepped foot out of my capital city, I got the chance to catch more experienced players hop on a mount and ride away. I enjoyed, I enjoyed Sesame Street and Big Bird as a kid, so I'm already <laughs> down with a cool-looking chocobo. What? <laughs> but when I saw a max-level player drive by in the regalia, the car from Final Fantasy XV, <laughs> I got pretty excited. And that was turned me off. Originally. That would have turned me off three uh, years ago, but... Well, that's not the kind of people... We're not attracting people like you anymore, Boomer. No. Yeah, that's true. And when I You're already in this for life. Generation... And when I watched that car start flying before my very eyes, I knew I'd be sticking with 14 for quite some time. It's preparing them for Endwalker, Mela. They'll see many cars then. That's true. It's also mm. preparing them for the upcoming Final Fantasy 15 crossover event. Maybe they'll get a chance to get that. That is true. Yeah. Make sure you have 200,000 MGP because the regalia costs that much. 
Mm -hmm. Oh, thank God. So there is like, there is. Yeah, there's not everyone's going to get it. Okay. Well, that's why we've got the Make It Rain campaign right now. Mm -hmm. So yeah. everyone can get plenty of MGP now. <laughs> Make your shmoney. Final Fantasy fourteen offers tons of moments like this when something extremely bizarre catches your eye in just the right way. It's sensory overload, but for the I must have it variety. I'll never get the time-limited regalia for myself, but someday I'll soar over the heads of some new bright-eyed Final Fantasy XIV players on my equally silly mount, and they'll look at me with some with the same eagerness I have now, and know they've found a new home. Actually, you can, well, journalist, because this well, author is going to be author. very excited, so happy. <clears throat> and that that is something that I mean, I don't know. Like maybe this is something that some people are fine with, but if I saw something. And no, I can't get it because it's an old event that I'll never be able to do. You'd that stop upsets games. me more than anything. <laughs> well, you're very much a. I want every unique yeah. thing in this game, and I will yeah. keep an archive of them. Mm. Yeah, I don't That's know if you're the one standard. Of well, no, no, no. Mela wants to have the thing. And then he is fine with it going away forever as long as he has it. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, that's okay. yes. So he can show it off and be like, "Look at what I have, and you can never have." <laughs> well, why didn't you ever get into PvP then, Mela? Yeah, that's the big question. <laughs> You're missing out every season. Don't, isn't your FOMO kicking in right now? <laughs> no, I, it sucks too much to try. <laughs> yeah. Um. There you go. Uh, oh yeah, there was a there was a PS at the end that you, you, the the fifteen event does return. Uh, so yeah, you can get. But it. But this could be the last time. This could God, be. Why the do last they bring Yokai Watch back twice? I put so much effort in. God, and Lukiel wouldn't have got everything. Oh, they brought it back a second the second time because they wanted to add more gear. They wanted to add more weapons. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's right. <sighs> well, sorry. Did they bring it back three times then? Two extra times, I think. Yeah, two extra times. So the three in total. Three in total, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I got it on the second, like when the the first rerun. Yeah, but then they brought it out again for the new. For the new. Don't worry, Mela. We'll always know that we got it the first time. That's Mayla. true. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. I mean, hey. The funny mounts make people want to play the game yeah. more, so that's good, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Use your little yeah. tender mount. Yeah. Drive people crazy. Mm -hmm. Don't be like, wow. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. It's not a tiny Sabatender mount. I think little is a, is a bit of a misnomer. Oh, no. That, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like one of the tallest mounts we have. <laughs> um, okay. Do you remember when there was only a Chocobo, the Magitech armor, and an Ariman, and possibly the Curl mount? <laughs> yes, I do remember and that. And Gooboos, thank you very much. Oh, yeah. 1.0 one one ones. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That was dark. Like, Dark I times. I don't know though. It made me want to get the keep subscribing for the Ariman. God, the Ariman was so annoying. <laughs> the Ariman's very unpleasant. It moves like this. It, <laughs> yeah, it moves too much. <laughs> yeah. I think we got the behemoth pretty early as well, because that's only a 90-day reward. Or it yeah, was. That, yeah. That one was fairly early. Yeah. Um well there you go. Great that's, times. Uh that's uh what Final Fantasy 14 nails. It's essentially Letting you see what you can get. It hooks oh. you. Yeah, yeah. Mm. The you opening just... cities. Yeah. You go first, Rollo. I was saying, you know, you'll be a new player in the city, and then you'll uh, you'll right click on someone, inspect their gear, see they're wearing near raid gear, I guess, yeah. and go insane. 
I'd be that'd be wild if you just started fourteen, you didn't know about and all the collaborations, and just so like, oh, here's two B's outfit. <laughs> there's just there's yeah. just two I mean, B right there. And you can just go into the field, and then you see a Rathalos right next to a Regalia. Yeah. <laughs> next to a, a a flying sperm <laughs> and you yeah. are exposed to that like immediately because a lot of mmos have like starting zones right uh -huh. but in 14 you're just there like that's the city state that's where people hang out so you just see it immediately when you start the game you're like okay well here they are there are some sprouts and there's some mentors level fives and level 80s just running around so you can like you can see everything which yeah i guess is they kept them more relevant than any other cities they made. I don't know why, but people like Limsa, Limsa and Aldar. Yeah. Well, Limsa, yeah, Limsa has just become the one, the the hub of, of choice. Because of the market board. Yeah, the, the proximity mm. to the market board. It's it's similar to how one Aldar was the popular one because the market board was right next to the the Etherite, or right next to as close to mm. as you can in one Everything is familiar. yeah. None of the new city states up until um, Old Charlie and seemingly from what we've seen mm -hmm. has the market board close enough to the entry etherite. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, people hung out in Idleshire and stuff, but yeah, not, but it wasn't hung out in Ishgard. Yeah. Yeah. And no one's in Raldas or Kugani, really. I feel like you do see people hanging out around the Crystarium, though, like that at max level. Like it's not really. Well, I find that, people, I, I was not there late. the other day and it was empty as fuck. Really? I I usually see crafters yeah. doing some of yeah, they're doing the leaves or they're doing the, the Yeah, the crystalline mean is there and also people are going to still be doing leaves because of how much money you can make from making cookies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kugane is a good point. Kugane has always had this like weird thing where it's it's actually kind of active. Uh, at least on Ragnarok. I don't know if that's uh, everywhere, but particularly around the market area, yeah. but not much everywhere else. I no, 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 well, no. it does have what yeah, it does have things such as the uh, Eureka entrance uh, yeah, and things like that. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why Idleshire was so popular was because there was a lot of other stuff there. Like that's where you went for mm -hmm. relics. Uh, that's where you went for. Uh, God, what was on in Idleshire? There was a lot. I remember there were you could you, you would do Zloe and, stuff. Oh yeah, and Chloe's and Chloe, mm -hmm. and it had all the crafting stuff the in crafting there. So it had stuff. everything in one place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, Idleshire is. Somewhat... Idleshire was always a little bit more special than the others. Yeah, yeah. Mm. They haven't been able to recreate Idleshire. No, no. no. Okay. I mean, it doesn't uh, help that the you you can't even have mounts up. No. How am I supposed to show up? <laughs> true. That's true. 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 Okay. Uh, moving on to Eurogamer, um, asking the uh, important question: What's behind Final Fantasy XIV's surge in popularity? Uh, as an avid fan of Final Fantasy XIV, I regularly log in on the evenings and weekends to play the game. But recently, I noticed a trend while logging in: queues. It's not too unusual to have a short wait that almost immediately resolves, but this time the line sat at over 300 players. It took 10 minutes to simply get into the game, <clears throat> and all I wanted, was, wanted to do was mull around in the Bosnian Southern Front to grind away for an extremely shiny weapon. Final Fantasy XIV A Realm Reborn is coming up to 8 years old. So why are more players than ever logging in to play the smash hit MMORPG now? Let's take a look at some of the stats. 
Final Fantasy XIV keeps breaking its Steam concurrent player records. At the time of writing, it just broke another concurrent record of oh, over 67,019 players. There's 50 something last week. Yeah, yeah. But mm -hmm. that's just a peek behind the curtain for Final Fantasy XIV's current player count. Many people still play the game on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and another native PC launcher, which is much harder to track with public information. And I can assure you that the numbers are going to be much higher uh, on the uh, native PC launcher, mm -hmm. possibly mm -hmm. even PS4 and 5 as well. Like, it's... Yeah, I would say it's much closer to 200,000 than just yeah. that number. Yeah. PS4 and 5, especially for Japanese players. Yeah, 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 mm, yeah I yeah. think the majority of them are probably on console. Yeah. However, mm -hmm. what is unusual is for the developers to issue a statement about the explosion of growth and an apology from the game's director, Naoki Yoshida, on the recent phenomenon. He detailed immediate actions for Final Fantasy XIV to be able to handle this unprecedented surge in popularity over on the game's official blog. Blog. I've never heard the Lodestone be referred to as the official blog, but okay. I mean, the death that's true. Uh, but, it, it is true, I guess, technically, but I yeah, would say official and, website, and also, but all right, yeah, it's a blog. Yeah, official website is all probably another way of referring to it, because yeah. the lay person wouldn't understand what the lodestone is. Right, right. It's yeah, powered yeah. by Blogspot, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, action has been taken to call queue times immediately, and a server upgrade originally intended for use at the release of the latest expansion, Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker, has already begun to roll out. But why is this all happening? Upon the release of patch 5.3 for Final Fantasy XIV last year, the game extended its free trial per period to include the award-winning Heavensward expansion, <laughs> where players are now able to play the game uh, up to level 60. Uh, this includes access to all classes included in A Realm Reborn and Heavensward, and the wealth of content sat outside of the main story quest that you're able to experience too. See what we've done? <laughs> See how this has mm. completely ruined everything? Like you, it, we we did this. We all did this. This is uh, this is one of the best marketing campaigns that Square Enix has ever made, yeah. and mm -hmm. I don't think it was intentional. Oh no! no. Um, over the last year or so, this has become a bit of a meme for diehard advocates to convince their friends to play the game, and it's working. Why? Because Final Fantasy XIV is not just about running hardcore raids with your friends. There's a wealth of side content to complete outside of combat too. Things such as crafting or gathering to create your own gear, or making food to provide you with buffs, are all activities that take time away from the main dramatic story quests, but also create a stronger sense of culture within the game. For example... Some players are intent on simply playing crafters, focused on creating the strongest gear to equip them and their, uh, them and their friends with. This takes a significant amount of time to prepare the necessary materials, but there's still legitimate ways to enjoy the game. Outside of that, the developers... Dedicated crafters? What? What? Do you know any dedicated crafters? I know some very rich people who seem to craft all the time, but they also keep up to date on all the hardcore content too. Yeah, yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. We have one in our FC. I'm not going to call them out, but you know who. Oh yes, yeah, so I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I knew someone too like that. They when Stormblood and and Walker came out, or no, sorry, Shadowbringers. They didn't even play. They 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 didn't do the MSQ. They just like yeah, out of craft. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, and, it's a game of its it, own. So. Yeah, and they're like, two weeks later, okay, now I can play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, some do dungeons and some just do the market board game, which, hey, that's fun too. Uh, when you can... 
I used to be very into crafting. Uh, I remember I used to have like a limit of having 10 million gil. That was the lowest I would ever dip. I haven't mm. been. I, I, have, I have been like at like two million gil flat for like the last four years. Uh, I just can't do it anymore. Um, okay. Usually, because what I do is I buy the materials. Mm -hmm. I cannot be bothered to go out and mine, even though I have all of my gatherers at max, mm. like capped stats, I can get all the materials, but it's just doing it. And then I just buy it off the market. You know, you know me. You, I just buy it off the market board. And then I'm like, oh, I'm making the thing. I'm selling it. This is profit. No, it's not, you fool. You so you overpaid for the materials and you you, <laughs> didn't, you didn't earn anything. You did that at a loss. Uh, that's See, that's why. why I never became like a massive, massively into crafting because I'm too cheap to buy things on the market board, <laughs> and I'm too lazy to obtain <laughs> right. things in the field. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Even okay. if you do the opposite, I I got to eighty on everything, gathered all the white scripts through doing custom deliveries, and then found macros to do the X the 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 green gear, whatever the highest green gear was at the time, East Eats or whatever I can't remember. Mm -hmm. um, craft it all. Uh, materialed it all with super good materia, and now I've pretty much not crafted since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready to do it all again. Next expansion. Oh, yep. God. Yep. Um, you have to keep on top of crafting. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, outside of that, the developers of Final Fantasy XIV have also taken steps to streamline a Realm Reborn, cutting out significant amount of player quests, sorry, main scenario quest, uh, which mainly served as padding beforehand, giving newer players a more cohesive and well-paced experience in their first foray into the world of Eorzea. This all builds up to the fantastic Heavensward expansion, and all content associated with it, which houses some of the best storytelling that Final Fantasy XIV has to offer. This potent mix within the free trial of allowing players to experience the highs of the game in Heavensward and speeding things along in the now rickety and aged uh, A Realm Reborn means that they're getting to the better parts of the game quicker than ever. In addition to this uh, are the raid content and alternative classes within the game. Unlike World of Warcraft, you don't have to start an alternate character uh, if you wish to play another class, and the game encourages this by giving you boosted EXP when, leve when leveling an alternate class too. Over the last year, we've seen some accounts max out a free trial, getting every possible class to level 60 and kitting them out with the best possible gear and items. With no obligation or subscription attached, these players can experience some of the best Final Fantasy XIV has to offer and play it for potentially thousands of hours without running out of things to do in-game. That's, That's true. true. Especially if they get I mean, into fishing. Yeah. Yeah, up through heavens with that's a lot of content. Yeah, there's all the relics, Ramble relics free. and Heavenswood relics if they wanted them. Yeah. Uh, there are the res some restrictions do apply though. Like uh you can't you can't reply to tells, which I which is something I've learned. Which there's a gill cap. There's a gill cap. You also can't join queues, which we learned last week. You can't join queues? If the game is oh, into the game, you can't join the queues. Yeah. Um you can Yeah, can no you, no FCs. No FCs. I don't think you can use and the market board. You can't form parties. It's uh, probably a gill cap too. There is Lonely experience. Mm, mm. Um yeah. So there you go. That's um 
The reason I believe they did that was because of the the bots, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, there was a lot of obviously when you do when you make a free trial like that, bots are gonna love that. Um, okay, right. Now approaching eight years old, Final Fantasy XIV: A Realm Reborn is a fountain of content. Of particular note are the guest writers who add to the world of Eorzea through their own unique lenses. These are lovingly crafted with appearances from some bona fide RPG rock stars in the form of Yasumi Matsuno written Return to Evilies. Uh, sorry, I don't know why. I was thinking about, I was going to call him Woolhead, but then they gave him both names. Uh, and it's it <laughs> just, I freaked out. Um, in the form of the Woolhead written Return to <laughs> Evilies raid series in Stormblood, in addition to the Save the Queen Blades of Gunhilder storyline in Shadowbringers. Most recently, the team also collaborated with Drakengard and Near director Yoko Taro for the Yorha Dark, Apoc <laughs> Dark Apocalypse raid series, which adds to the official Near canon too. Mm. Not apparently. We no, have no real not. answer to oh, that. There was still being uh, propagated. We, every time we say it, someone's going to be like, "No, it's not actually." So let's uh, let's not. L they said it. <laughs> that's not our quote. Leave us alone. This, in all addition to the main, uh, this is all in addition to the main storyline, which has only gone from strength to strength with every expansion. But there are other things for players to immerse themselves into too. Of note are the ultimate raids for those looking for a challenge. These can take up to a hundred hours for players to progress through with a team and other uh, and offer go through with the team and offer the hardest challenges in Final Fantasy XIV. So those who want to play more difficult content are never at a loss for things to do either. When are Until we doing... they've done all the ultimates. Let's do ultimate. We will. Okay. Don't worry. All right. You didn't want to finish doing uh, uh, it was Alpha Escape 12. Because we were... This is a different... I don't know why you're bringing that up. That, that was a different situation. <laughs> we were not in... We were not there to, to prog a raid. We're uh, just bad, okay? Yeah, like, we are, that's... I mean, we're not <laughs> bad. Yeah. We're not bad. I'm with Mailer on this. Okay. We're quite good players. <sighs> Outside of combat and story, there are also things that, uh, such as hand or land classes, as previously mentioned, in addition to player housing. Some people in the game open up their houses to be used as places of gathering or clubs for all players to head into. There's a wealth of things to do, and that list is only ever getting progressively built upon with the release of new, each new expansion. As a player who has spent two years in the game, I still have not touched uh, huge instances like Eureka, <laughs> where you can Good. get special, special gear and mounts, or the deep dungeon Heaven on High. It can be overwhelming at first, but, but once you get a sense for the game and what you, what you get the most out of, you can easily lose weeks just to chopping down trees if you're so inclined. That's true. <laughs> you can... I probably lost... Uh few hours oh, I don't know. eight is ready weeks, for the but, but weeks no, chopping weeks. down trees i don't know about that i don't know about that i feel like that's a bit of an overstatement yeah i understand what they're saying but <laughs> <laughs> one person spending weeks leveling botanists yeah oh, but remember like you could be waiting for oh. an ethereal or ephemeral node uh-huh yeah you do those nodes legendary so nodes <laughs> Um, okay. You could be using a matron's favor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who's used them? I don't think they even exist anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they do, do they? They might still be purchasable. I don't know if they actually function. I don't know. I'm not uh, sure. I don't remember. I haven't anyone seen anyone use any of them? 
Yeah. After any they, favor. There's been a lot of streamlining of those classes, so I don't know. Maybe yeah. that feels like something that should be chopped. Uh, no pun intended. If we take a look at the past year for Final Fantasy XIV on Twitch, we've seen a significant jump in early July, thanks to streamers such as Asmongold, uh, Rich Campbell, uh, Co Carnage, and more shifting and and more shifting their focus over from World of Warcraft and beginning their journey into the world of Eorzea. This was met with some trepidation by the Final Fantasy XIV community, with many fear fearing that the influence of some of these streamers may bring forth a more toxic culture within Final Fantasy XIV. Mm -hmm. The impact of this is still to be seen. There is a hair on my... Ooh, free it, snack. It keeps tickling my nose. Um, the impact of this is still yet to be seen in Final Fantasy XIV itself, outside of small incidents, such as a streamer boosting their character's level, then diving into a difficult raid without any understanding of how to actually play the game. Mm. However, the large streamers like Asmongold and Rich Campbell are taking their time to go through the game organically and seemingly enjoying the experience along the way. I would argue it's um, it, it's it's slightly unorganic with Asmund, but more just even more good in like he's doing extreme content and coil all the coils and everything. Yeah, I mean he hasn't done any extreme because you need to be at least level seventy, don't you? He's done extremes. He's done extremes. Oh, sorry, extremes. For some reason, I thought no. he said ultimate. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. But he that's his main goal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Many of these streamers felt disappointed by the la latest patch for World of Warcraft Shadowlands, which is what triggered Asmongold, by far the most popular World of Warcraft streamer, to try out the game after having repeatedly dismissed it in the past. Regardless, the game has erupted in popularity on Twitch. According to Solinome, a website that is often used huh? for... You know, Solinome. I've never used mm -hmm. it, but okay. It's off, yeah. A website Fine. that is often used for tracking metrics over on the streaming service. Final Fantasy XIV's average viewership has jumped by 377%, with over 435% of max viewers and an upsurge of 33% in the number of broadcasters playing the game itself when judged against the previous 30 days. This correlates well to the queue times many players experience during this time frame, meaning that the influence of these streamers cannot be understated when looking at this most recent surge of popularity. Indeed, this has spawned plenty of memes, in particular one of Rich Campbell uninstalling World of Warcraft live on stream while a Lalafell player character dances in the background. Now dubbed the Uninstallafell, this wave of World uh. of Warcraft expats <laughs> has led the charge for introducing a new audience of potential players to Square Enix's hit MMORPG. Yeah, it's... Um, we've talked about this so many times already. I mean, yeah, there, yeah, it's happened. Watch last week's episode. Uh, you'll hear yeah. us talk about this. Just know that case. we were here first, okay? <laughs> we were we, we were, were in the trenches. We were here when no one cared. That we mm -hmm. were here, no one cared, and we were here. That we were in Eureka. Yeah, yeah. Luke Hill was here when people really didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. True. Uh, okay. No, I'm in Eureka now. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. This sucks. Uh, I, I always liked Eureka. Eureka was all right. I liked Animos. Animos was all right. Pegos was bad. Pegos Pyros ruined everything for me. It's all bad. And the last one, Hydatos. Hydatos. Okay. Uh, due to the disastrous launch of the original Final Fantasy XIV, 
The team behind A Realm Reborn has always been extremely open and honest with fans about the state of the game, its development, and more. In the most recent fanfest, we saw composer Masayoshi Soken reveal his battle against cancer over the course of the pandemic, with director Naoki Yoshida in tears. Most recently, the team's response to queue times due to the recent popularity of the game was detailed swiftly and comprehensively, followed by an apology that some players might not be able to idly dance around that some players might not be able to idly dance around in cities or go AFK as often. This kind of open culture breeds a loyal community and fan base. With Endwalker's release just around the corner, we've seen all of the factors combined for a 160% increase in pre-orders in comparison to the last expansion, with plans for more investments in servers and data centers to manage the rapidly expanding population of Final Fantasy XIV players. Final Fantasy XIV's history just got a little bit weirder, but the rapidly expanding player base of over 22 million registered players is just another strong point for Square Enix, who have now firmly steered the game out of disaster and into a series of well-regarded expansions, and now stands as one of the most popular MMORPGs today. Mm-hmm. It should mm-hmm. steer it back into disaster. Yeah. Or like, you know, time is cyclical. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Make it, make it bad again, and then we'll... We'll be there still, of course. How can we ever um, improve if we don't go downhill first? Mm-hmm. True, true. Um, yeah, there you go. Sound logic to me. Uh, yeah. So, that's that. <laughs> I really liked that. That article was clearly from someone who actually plays the game, so I liked that. Yes, yes. That's uh, refreshing. Because uh, we've all. I mean, the first article was from one that just started playing the game. True. That is yeah. true. We'll probably get more of these articles now that from people that actually play the game than people that mm-hmm. have read a summary about the game. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, I prefer this. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else there is to say about this. I feel like it's all mm. been said. It's. I think yeah. the point about how open the, com- the dev team is with the community is definitely uh, very true because I don't think 14 would be anywhere near it was today if it didn't have, like live letters and events mm-hmm. yeah true. like no that's true fan fest is a very uniquely 14 thing mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. And, and at least how it works at least like there's always blizzcon blizzcon is not the same as no. blizzcon as, is not specifically about no that's a blizzard one game it's their company yeah. it celebrates yeah. their company yeah. whereas this is yeah. just the game that's the where they announce mobile games so right yeah <laughs> um but yeah I don't know. yeah that hasn't released yet Really? Still? <laughs> yeah. No. We have the beta, but wow. A celebration of a company seems more, um, I don't know, dystopic. Yeah. Than yeah, a celebration of a single game. Yeah. I mean, I get it that they've got lots of good games, so it's, they branch them all together, or whatever. But fourteen specifically is a. I mean, FanFest is just. It's fun. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They managed yeah. to make it cover a similar period of time as BlizzCon. But just about it, yeah, isn't it weird? The more you think about it, the weirder it is. World of Warcraft used to be a lot bigger than <laughs> 14, right? So mm-hmm. why did they not have that? That is because um, they had to cover things about um, yeah, so they Diablo could, they and could push their mobile Starcraft. Games. Yeah, and Overwatch and, Overwatch. and here is the Storm, and then the mobile games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have phones, right? <laughs> you guys have phones. I thought. Uh, that I, was. I thought you I said you have live. bones, right? And I'm like, that's a weird quote. I never heard that before. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you for assuming that, Georgi. Yeah, I actually, I have yeah. no. I'm bones. just a pile of a bag of flesh. Yeah, and organs. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I'm soft cartilage like a shark. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, uh, I get my I squish. Oh, uh, I think sharks have bones, Rollo. No, I've seen skeletons. Yeah, cartilage, right? I have seen. What the fuck is the skeleton of a shark? <laughs> yeah, what is a shark skeleton? What is your point? What are okay, you trying okay. to say? All right, all right, okay. We cannot talk. They're not jellyfish. I'm steer back onto the tracks. Uh, that is um, the uh, the news uh, for this week. I think it is time we go into some mug mail um, because Yay. that is something we have. So <laughs> let's jump into mug mail. This is from Smorkle. Did we read this last week? Wake? No. Smorkle Why? from Mateus. No. With the long-running Zodiac Heidelin story, thank you, coming to a close in Endwalker, do you think it is possible we'll get an ending cinematic similar to the Flames of Truth cinematic from Coil? It's probably not that likely, but if they were ever going to give us another non-trailer cinematic, I think this would be the perfect place to do it. Very good point. That is The yeah. problem is... Any ending is highly likely to very strongly feature our character. That yes. is a fair point. I Unless, think... like, there's an agreed-upon... You know, when they reveal that we're Arshan. Yeah. That's an agreed-upon look that for Arshan. That is a way That's for them possible. To, go to fix that, yeah, if we get to see, like, our ancient self or whatever, like, that unsundered version of us. If that's, like, different from our character, that's how they could get away with it. Um... But also, they could. We could get a cinematic. So the one cinematic we have from in-game that is not an intro cinematic or like a trailer cinematic uh, is the Flames of Truth cinematic, <laughs> and it's focusing mm -hmm. on something else which does not include our character. So it depends on how everything ends. Maybe that. Maybe like yes. a, like an epic like Heidelin. So oh, now we have to speculate because we actually don't know where this is going. But let's say Hydaelyn mm -hmm. Zodiac like fighting or something. That mm -hmm. would be a cinematic. That God, can you imagine that? And then Eorzea getting like fucking wrecked. Like that would be cool. But or maybe a cinematic about how the world was sundered. That could also work. Also, yeah. I think it's more likely if they were to wreck a continent, it will be Ilsebad, and that is why they're refusing to show us it. Oh. Because at the end, it will be nothing. True. Oh. That could be true. They showed us it already. On this cloud no, on a map, no, not the map. Oh, on a map. Oh, okay, on a map. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like the 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 game sort of ends with Ilsa Bar just being fucking annihilated. That would hmm. be, be cool. That would be cool as well. I hope we get a cinematic of Highland versus Zodiac, but it's just them in crystal form and they just like clatter against each other. Yeah. <laughs> Until one of them I mean, why would why would they have had that Amano artwork made if they were just have, gonna have them bang against each other? <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny though. <laughs> we were like, we have all these ideas about what they look like. No, they literally are just those crystals. I like just a purple and a blue just... crystal bonk. Yeah, because it feels like you're a child, and then you've got like one toy in one hand <laughs> yeah. and the other hand, and then you just yeah. smash them together. Do the Heidelin kick, just yeah. like spin it. Just like... <laughs> oh. They're just plumb bobs. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what they are. They'll zoom out, and we're yeah. just in the Sims. Sol, sol. Uh... <laughs> That'd be the biggest twist. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I think. I think that it would make sense to have a cinematic to just close off mm -hmm. the story. Um, I hope they do that. Um, 
Yeah, it would be super. I unique. think it's possible that they do that because it is the end. Like they do, mm -hmm. they go the extra mile yeah. just for the because it's the end. Uh, I mean, they went the extra mile for Coil. I think they expected they would do it a lot after that, and maybe found out that it was really well, the difficult. Prob <laughs> the problem was that they, uh, because of how the the workflow is, like they, it takes visual work. It's not visual works anymore, is it? Whatever it's called now. The uh, whatever the new visual works, yeah. they, they merged visual works in another department. Yeah. Uh, it would take them like half a year or something to to, to finish the cutscene. So, Chris, is it Crystal Dynamics now? It takes too long to do that for every patch. So that's why they don't do it anymore. But yeah, and for this, I they also, could have planned this way also, ahead. They, I also worry that. Even they may not have had, they may have planned fun and it might not have gone ahead just because of the pandemic. That's true. Sadly. That's well. yeah, also Aww. possible. But also, we have to remember that when they talked about the cutscene in A Realm Reborn and how difficult it was to work with visual works, that was seven years ago. So mm. things might have sped up a little since then. Like, you know, technology evolves very rapidly. Um, so, uh, yeah, who knows? I still think it's possible, but yeah, the pandemic might have <laughs> made that more. They did, uh, they did delay the game though. Yeah, we getting that's it a true. lot later. So imagine if they delayed the game entire, like everything was ready and the only reason they're delaying <laughs> it is so they could give us a CGI end cutscene. I would be fine I'd with be that. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> the render farm, it still has to go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, thank you, Smurkles. Um... We are all hoping. Uh, next is from a rare beast from Balmung. Wow. This is a lot, I think. No, it did fit. Okay. And my dearest speakers of Heidelin, it's been some time since I've written. There are many males of Mog in need of attention, and I figure I've had my time in the sun. Uh, however, discussing how to fix leave quests brought about another set of troubles of mine, and I just had to write. What in the world do we do with guild hests and new adventurer uh, training to make them teach useful skills in which the community can sorry, can be sorely lacking. Um, uh, as a career tank, the launch of Shadowbringers and the rise of Gunbreaker brought, a, brought about so many tanks at max level who never shook their very bad habits. Many bosses turned sideways or backs unavailable. Uh, zero knowledge of how to deal with a tank buster. It's lessened as the DPS faithful return to their preferred classes, but I'd like to see new adventure training to be retrofitted to teach better skills, such as turning enemies away from your party, rotating cooldowns, turning your ding dang, your ding dang tank stance off when you're off tank, etc., etc. Furthermore, the guild hests teach a lot of mechanics that never come up again and fail to teach mechanics such as stacking and other important bits, and I'd like to see that expanded or changed. What skills, tells, behaviors would you like to see emphasized in training content for new players? And, if you can think of something, how would you realize it in the form of content? No need to plan out every intricate detail. Just a basic starter idea is always fun to hear. Much love from the much overpopulated server, a rare beast. They should definitely do new new tutorial stuff for more advanced mechanics. They should um, have a... I've said for a long time that they should have had... This is what Guild has should have always been. They should have taught us, like, mechanics that are actually relevant rather than, like, pulling one group at a time. Because that's not relevant in the current game. Mm -hmm. Honestly, yeah. I would just ask Guildhest. Because I don't think they're a good environment to learn in. 
mostly because there's a roulette. So some people are just doing it for XP and they're like, you know, just just do it here. Do this, that, that and this, uh, do, you know, don't, they just throw shit at you and then, you know, you just do it, whatever. Yeah, and then you can just train. ignore all the help text. So exit, get rid of it. Um, Make them just solo, emphasize. maybe. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, if you want to bring it into the Hall of the Novice, maybe bring a few choice ones in there and just really emphasize some of that stuff. They do talk about, I think they do talk about um, positioning in Hall of the Novice. I, it's like a little floating text that says, might want to turn them away from the party or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I think you could retrofit it like that. And then also build upon that with like common design language stuff in 14, you know, like in general, orange AOE bad, that kind of thing, or like bread also bad, you know, or yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, or um, what is it? Uh, explaining like dice, me- the um. Uh, time bomb mechanics mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. You want them to explain acceleration bombs? Acceleration like they're bomb. not that common to justify it. I, I mean, this game has a lot of up. markers. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think they should explain markers. Like, they should have, like, what they would have. Either in they should teach the difference between stack and spread or, like, move out. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Because they, they're if, easy to. Confused either as a whole of the intermediate or if they were to ever revamp guild Hess, there should be one that just like it's a boss that like just uses like cycles through the most common like aoe markers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh oh yeah the look away marker that's also a classic <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, or, or the away. very or the very ad- advanced one that we got was introduced i think in in uh the void arc like the um dunsk What's it called? The, yeah, I think it was in Dunscase. Where it's stack and look away. Yeah, that one is... That one's complicated. That one actually is time. a bit complicated. <laughs> I mean, I like... See, that's one another one there I feel like. It's so rare that yeah. I don't think it's worth no, I like, know. explaining. Yeah. I, I just think I think it's there's a reason why it's so rare. I think it, it's, a, yeah. it's an annoying mechanic. It's an, it's an awkward thing to have to deal with. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, I... I, I agree with chat though with what Melee's saying. Teaching them all at once would kind of suck. Yes, I don't think you should. It it does take that, some of the surprise away from it. It doesn't give you everything. That's why I think you should have more. Well, yeah. more basic stuff like stack. Yeah. And spread like those are ba- like those are easy, right? Stack spread. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. are simple, and then you'll see those in almost yeah. every encounter. Mm-hmm. And then you'll mm-hmm. see. Re- remixes of those, but you know the base yeah. idea, right? So you see the stack and look away. Mm. You're like, oh, I know, I, I know to stack, but what the fuck is that? Petrify. See, it didn't <laughs> turn away. <Yeah>. I, <laughs> mm, I would say that petrify is common enough that I would have that in this, yeah, this test one as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think too. Um, one thing I think that would be really good is either one, do explain some mechanics that. Or like you know, tutorialize them, whatever, in however you, fashion you want to in the hall, uh, hall of the novice, um, for debuffs or buffs or whatever mechanics that don't have very clear visual explanations. Mm-hmm. Um, like pyretic was one for sure. Yeah. Um, 
any kind of freeze mechanic. Yeah, I was thinking you, freeze as well. If it tells you to move, because like I mean, you you understand that you're being frozen at least, which yeah. is better than pyratic, where you just you just seem to just kind of die if you're not looking at your debuff bar and reading what it does in the middle of a new raid that's coming out. Yeah. Um, or two. Actually. Hmm? No, you go first. Sorry. Or two, I would just say maybe overhaul some mechanics a little bit just to make them visually more indic indicative mm -hmm. of what's happening. Like for Pyretic, you could maybe have it like you're stunned and you get like, a, I don't know, some flame icon, something like that. Mm -hmm. Just so you know, you press the button, something bad happened. Mm -hmm. You're not mm -hmm. doing something right. Right. I actually think Warrior of Light, is the first phase of Warrior of Light is pretty good for teaching a lot of these mechanics. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. That one had almost everything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because in Warrior, Warrior of Light, I think, is one of the only fights where Pyrotic and Freeze are like, like there's an indicator for them beforehand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. And then you start having to stack all the different variations of it. Mm -hmm. like, stack, both but stack, move. Stack and spread in that fight. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. definitely a good uh, boss fight when it comes to remixes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, or building upon the same mechanics. Mm-hmm. So all you have to do is get to max level, go through all the storyline, get to Warrior of Light to 5.3. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, there you go. Uh, thank you, uh, Beast. Um, solved that one. Uh, we did it. We did it. Uh, mm -hmm. Right. That's free, too, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's free for now. Uh, contact at speakersxiv.com, uh, Yoshi P. Just you need to ask for permission. Uh, for these, yeah, at speakersxiv.com. Isn't that our? Yeah, that's, that our, our, that's our email. That's our. That's our. Yeah, that's uh, our business email. Speakersxiv.com is our website. What's up? I'll contact that speaker for some. It is me. <laughs> for yeah. some reason, I thought it was a sentence. <laughs> Okay. No. <laughs> I think that's what threw me off. Contact at speakersxiv.com. That is uh, that is the uh, that is the speaker. Yeah, because I thought you were saying contact us. Oh, right. As in no. like, yeah. this is where you should contact right, us. Right, right. Contact us at contact at speakersxiv.com. There you go. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, there you go. All right, that, that's the show for tonight. Uh, remember to stay tuned for uh, the post show. Uh, if you're watching live, we'll be looking back at the minimum item level run and answering questions Are from the syndicate. Drawing. Today? No. Uh, okay. Yeah. Wait. Why wouldn't we draw today? Because we're not. Are we doing minimum my level can tomorrow? We, I thought we said we're skipping. Can we skip one week? I, I said week we. Between. I thought we said we could, but um. Okay. We can skip tomorrow. We oh, have to fine. decide this beforehand before we bring this up. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. This is news to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We are not drawing. Yeah, that's why. Uh, that's it's news to me as well. <laughs> wait. What? What is news to you? That we're skipping. What? I know we've never told Rollo. Yeah, you never told me. Oh, we've yeah. never told Rollo. Oh, Rollo, we're not. We're, oh, just... we're doing it one week or not, and then off. Yeah, we're doing oh, it every other. Right. We're 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 slow. Because then we don't get overwhelmed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. And also, so Lakeel has more time to edit. Yes. Yeah. So we actually get them all on YouTube rather than getting a huge backlog. Yeah. Uh, we'll be watching the first video uh, today. Uh -huh. um, all right. Uh, Thanks for watching. We'll remember to follow on Twitter at speakersxiv, twitch.tv slash speakersxiv, youtube.com slash speakersxiv, exclamation discord in chat if you want to join our discord server, if you're watching on demand. Uh, links in the description. Uh, send us mogmail, speakersxiv.com slash mogmail. Remember, stay tuned for the post show. Bye! Goodbye! Bye.
You've just listened to an episode of Speakers of Eidolon, produced by Speakers Network. Producer for this episode was Lukeel Bravestone. Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy XIV is a registered trademark of Square Enix Holding Company Limited. If you would like to support the show, consider pledging to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash speakersxiv, or buy some merch at teespring.com slash stores slash speakersxiv. Link to both of these sites, as well as our Discord server, is provided in the episode description.